0: This episode of the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast is sponsored by Katrina Burke Coaching, helping caring professionals create a life of balance and flow. Katrina has a range of programs available for teachers and school leaders, so for more information go to katrinaburkcoaching.com.au. This is the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast, a weekly show to help you prioritize your health, happiness and well-being so that you can thrive in the classroom and in life. I'm your host, Ellen Ronalds Keane. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, everyone. Well, we have made it to the final episode of Season 2 of the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast and also the final episode of the podcast for 2017. Wow, what a big year it's been. Um, I'm probably not going to do much of a wrap-up on this episode of the year except to say that I have so enjoyed creating this podcast It's been one of the highlights of my year and I'm so glad that you've come along on the journey with me. If you have uh, feedback, I would love to hear it. Email me at ellen at selfcareforteachers.com.au. It really makes my day when I hear from you. So if you are um, someone that's been listening along, I know what it's like. You're listening in the car, you're listening when you're on your jog and you think, yeah, I'll leave some feedback or I'll write a review or I'll email and give my opinion on the subject. And then you forget because you're not really listening in a place where you're able to respond at that moment. I totally get it. Um, If you happen to be listening, you know, nearby your computer, I'd love to hear from you. I also would really love it if you could leave a rating and review at iTunes because that really helps other people um, find the podcast and, share it with your friends if, if you've found it useful, especially your teaching friends, um, because really it's, it's about, it's not just a podcast for me, it's really about making a difference in the lives of everyday teachers so that, you know, you can be thriving in the classroom as well as in life. Um, so yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Anyway, today I thought I would talk about New Year's resolutions or lack thereof. I know that some people hate goals and New Year's resolutions, and this time of year fills them with absolute anxiety. I actually love the new year. Um, I get a real thrill when I buy my new planners. Um, Yes, that's plural. I usually have more than one going at once. Um, And my calendar in December, I haven't actually got a calendar yet, but I know exactly which one I'm going to buy. And I do have my planner, my first planner. There might be a second one on the way as well. Um, I love that new exercise, book, blank page, clean slate feeling. Um, And I do love New Year's resolutions. I'm a bit of a goal junkie, so they really ring my bell. Uh, Plus, I'm way more of a starter than a finisher. The start of any school term, it was always my favourite. I love the planning and the preparation and the setting up and the organising. It's endings and finishing things off that I tend to struggle with. Um, Marking, filing, reporting. Ugh. I know some people love it, and I'm always glad when those tasks are done, but I would rather plan my unit than mark the assessment any day of the week. Anyway, I know not everybody feels that way. I know, in fact, that many, many, many people hate New Year's resolutions. Around this time of year, I always see the same type of posts getting shared around the social media platforms, you know, the ones with the titles like... New Year's resolutions are a waste of time or 25 reasons resolutions are rubbish and goal setting is bunk. Um, I get it. I do. Because this year I'm actually really, really tired. Um, I have spent my year immersed in a lot of the personal development uh, and well-being world, you know, the the literature, the social media pages of lots of people that I follow. And yeah, I've actually found myself this time of year, this time feeling a little bit tired of it. Um, so I'm not actually going to do huge amounts of goal setting like I have in the past but I do still believe that it's all about how you set the resolution and from what place you are setting it that matters because you know have you actually researched and planned a realistic habit change or are you just declaring that you're going to lose 10 kilos with no thought into the actual achievement of that. Obviously, there are two very different approaches to New Year's resolutions, and one of them is achievable and sustainable, and the other is not. Because, yeah, are you coming from a place of hating who you are and thinking that you'll be happy when XYZ happens? If that's where you're coming from, then you'll probably find that when you get to XYZ, you know, you might have achieved your goal, but the self-hatred has probably followed you. So it is a minefield. And obviously, I don't recommend setting goals or new year's resolutions or any kind of intention based on hating yourself and thinking that if you achieve X, you will be better, you'll be okay, you'll be enough. You are enough already and always. And you do not need to set any goals or resolutions or achieve anything to make that true. It's just true. You are enough. That's important and if you don't love resolutions, or even if you do and you just want to add another layer, layer to it, um, you might like to try a different approach. Other than starting from a place of being enough already and always, have you ever thought about choosing a theme word for your year? It's, um, it's something that I've done the last few years, actually, and especially this year when I'm feeling pretty tired of the, I suppose, the relentless... Um, upgrading and goal setting and intention setting i'm a bit tired of that this year and i'm just tired in general at this time of year as many of us are um i'm i'm just gonna stick with my theme word and i've got a little motto i suppose for the new year and that's about as much as i'm gonna do for now i'm just gonna sit with it and see what arises i'm not going to go crazy with my you know list of 100 things i'm gonna do this year that that kind of thing that i've done in the past Um, So a theme word for the year. It's kind of similar to what you might have read in um, Danielle Laporte. She is an author and she outlines this in her Desire Map. She says, that's a book, by the way, her book, The Desire Map. Um, She says, ask yourself, how do I want to feel this year? I think that's a really good place to start. But, of course, it doesn't have to be purely about feelings. So, for example, um, my word my theme word for 2015 was quality for 2016 it was clarity and for 2017 it was emerge so in each case I use the theme word as a way of setting my intention for the year and it helps me to make some decisions Um, for example if I'm making a decision I ask myself does this activity or option fit with my theme for the year so for example last year I asked myself will doing or having or being XYZ helped me find more clarity. And this year it was Will doing or having or being XYZ helped me emerge into the person that I want to be. And so even when I wasn't keeping the theme word in mind, it's really, it's actually quite astounding how much the theme permeates all areas of my life. Especially looking back, I think it's funny you set the theme word at the start of the year and Like especially this year with Emerge, I kind of had all these ideas about how it was going to apply professionally as I started spreading the self-care for teachers message um, online as well as personally where I had some new goals and desires. You know, I turned 30, so I'm entering a new decade and a new phase of my life. It's time to come out of my cocoon, blah, blah, blah. Um, So, yeah, it's I had some ideas about what I thought Emerge would mean, but looking back, it's it's – it's been those things and a whole nother layer of other stuff, which has kind of surprised me, which is cool. I mean, that's the point. Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. But, yeah, it's kind of nice to, um, nice to reflect on that. So my theme word for 2018 is ease. And I also have a, um, a little motto for the year as well, which is kind of linked to the theme word, which is to do less better. Because I feel like I, I probably bit off a little bit more than I could chew in 2017 and didn't quite finish things, not all the things that I achieved, did I complete in a way that I was happy with. And um, so I'm going to do less, but I'm going to do those things better in 2018. So ease is my word. And um, I'm asking myself, you know, will doing, having, being, XYZ help me find more ease in my life? Um This is really an important one for me and an interesting one because I've kind of grown up with a bit of a Protestant work ethic idea where somewhere in my subconscious I believe that if something feels good, it must be bad, must be, you know, evil, um, which is actually not true. Um, But also because I have a history of martyrdom, and actually I think a lot of teachers do, Um, you know, we can get wrapped up in that kind of humble brag of, of, oh, I'm so busy but also getting our self-worth from from being so busy and exhausted all the time because that's kind of how we feel like we're proving our worth. And um, that's something that I'm really working very actively on letting go of because I am enough already and always. I don't have to do anything to achieve it. Uh, But the other reason ease is really important for me is because I have a thyroid condition and um, so I actually have chronic thyroid disease and I, you know, obviously that's something that I'm going to have to live with for the rest of my life. But there are lots of things that I can do that make being in my body and being in my mind feel uncomfortable. You know, like if I eat the wrong foods, if I give myself a migraine, being in my body is is not filled with ease. Um, And when I'm not getting enough sleep, or if I'm not doing the things that I need to do to manage my mindset, and I start getting stuck in my overthinking loop, it's it's not pleasant to be in my in my brain sometimes. Um, so in 2018, I really want to prioritize eating and moving and breathing and living in a way that I know fills my body and my mind with more ease. So I know that doing weights training at the gym makes my body you know it's easier to be in my body it's easier to move around it's easier to lift things and do things with, in life so I'm going to really prioritize that more because it it makes life feel more not easy but have a sense of ease and and I hope that you can feel the difference in that you know the nuance there. It's not, it's not that I want life to be easy. It's just that I want to have a sense of ease. So another one is, for example, not over committing myself in turn, like I sort of like I did this year, which is where the do less better comes in, not over committing myself so that I can have leave myself a little bit more white space in between activities or engagements. And then that means that I can transition from one task or one activity to another with a sense of ease, not rushing everywhere so that's another thing that I'm doing um something that I just did today, which is such a little thing, but such a big thing at the same time, is I went and bought a new eyewear glasses, and I'd run out of you know the spray the cleaning spray for glasses so like i I haven't had any for like probably a month, and um you know, I cleaned my glasses with the cloth, but it's not the same thing, so like just doing those little tasks that mean that I can see with ease. Like that's such a such a basic um a basic little innocuous thing but it's actually so important and I was procrastinating it and not prioritizing it because I was like whatever I can see. But now that I've cleaned my glasses this morning with the proper cleaning spray, oh my goodness, can I see better. <laughs> so things like that and um giving myself permission to do things that I know just take a little bit of the discomfort and dis-ease out of life. That's what it means to me at the moment. It will be really interesting to see what comes out of this theme word for me into, you know, this time next year. I can't wait to reflect back on what what emerges for my life out of the theme word of ease. But, yeah, the priority is really to, to feel a sense of ease in my body and my mind, which I can totally have control over because I can create and prioritise and continue with the healthy habits that I've set up to make my body feel good and my mind function at its best and to create a little bit more white space in my life so there's more ease in transition between activities and so that I can do less but do it better. So that's my plan for the new year. I'd really love to hear what yours is. And if you're a I hate resolutions type of person, that's totally okay. You don't have to do this. But you might think about what would be a theme word that you would pick if you if you wanted to do that? If you want to share it with me, I would love to hear what yours is. Come over and share it on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash self care for teachers, or send it to me in an email, Ellen at selfcareforteachers.com.au. I'd love to hear it. And just one more idea if if you're if you're the kind of person like me who really enjoys this time of year and enjoys the the kind of intention setting process, Um, take some time to reflect on 2017, what it's meant to you, what you're really grateful for, and what you're letting go of, what you're ready to let go of and leave in 2017 and start afresh in 2018. All right, that's it. That is the last episode for the year, everybody. I really want to thank my sponsor, my major sponsor for season two, which was Katrina Burke from Katrina Burke Coaching. Thank you so much, Katrina, for contributing not only your wonderful interview, um, but your sponsorship of this podcast. Season three will be back in term one, 2018. If you would like to be on it, I would love to feature your story, this season in particular we haven't had as many teacher stories as we did in season 1 so I would love some more teacher stories in season 3 if you have a great teacher story about you know how you prioritize your health and well-being how you've overcome challenges I would love to feature that so um, reach out get in touch with me um, and another little announcement that you uh, may not have caught up with is that i am closing or archiving my facebook group my self-care for teachers facebook group in 2017 so it won't be i'm archiving it this year and it won't be available in 2018 and that's part of my plan to do less better really so um there will be a forum um, for people who are participating with some of my paid offerings uh, but the, f- the free Facebook group will no longer be um, accessible so if you would like to stay up to date with uh, what I'm doing especially in between podcast seasons I'd love for you to sign up for my newsletter um, there is a link in the show notes of this episode so you should be able to click on it in your podcast app Uh, and sign up for that that's one of the things that I didn't do particularly well in the second half of 2017 but um, I am prioritizing it in 2018 so there will be a lot more newsletters more consistently in 2018 Um, and that's it everybody I hope that you have a really happy and safe Christmas New Year break happy holidays watch some cricket it is the most crickety time of the year and um, Happy New Year. Happy 2018. See you later. Thanks for listening to the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast. If you've enjoyed it, go ahead and subscribe in your chosen podcast player so you don't miss an episode. I'd love it also if you would leave a rating and review in iTunes and share it with your friends. This really helps the podcast reach more people and together we can spread the message of teacher wellbeing to create thriving school communities. Show notes for this episode can be found at selfcareforteachers.com.au forward slash podcast. You can also find me at facebook.com forward slash selfcareforteachers and on Instagram my handle is at selfcareforteachers so come along and follow me there.